and good morning and welcome into the Wealth Guardians radio show. My name's Doug Ray. I'm your host and with me is Bryce Payne. He's also your host today. Hey, Bryce. Hey, Doug. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. We um, have been in the middle of um, outlining our process. Uh, last week's show, we got through uh, sessions one and two. Today, we're going to get uh, through three and four and uh, let everybody have a, uh, a chance to see exactly how, how we work and do our retirement planning. Exactly. And uh, before we get started, and uh, we'll, we'll do a quick uh, synopsis of last week's show, and uh, then we will uh, start in this week's show. Doug, uh, before we get started on everything, let's give a quick shout out to all of our first responders and military men and women and their families out there. Folks, as always, you are in our thoughts, you are in our prayers. We thank you and appreciate you for everything that you do for the country and all of our well-being and safety. I know it's not easy times out there, so thank you. Doug, you served as well, so thank you for your service on top of that. And uh, let's see here, Doug, you uh, you are heading to the uh, mountains this weekend, is that correct? Well, we were until, uh, you know, <laughs> weather kind of spoiled that. So you're going to stick around yeah. this weekend. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I'm about to put on the uh, disc golf outfit and go out to the Ocala Open and endure, try to endure a uh, two-day challenge out there. So I'm sure I will come in Monday exhausted and miserable because of my lousy performance. But, uh, it's going to be pretty hot and humid, too. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's never uh, never an easy course to do. But, uh, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in with us. Hope we provide you some good information here today. As Doug said, last week on our show, we started walking you through what our process is. Remember, we are financial planners. We specialize in retirement planning, and we are fiduciaries, which means we are required by our certificates and licenses to make recommendations that are in your best interest. Oddly enough, uh, bound half of the advisors out there do not operate on the fiduciary standard, so keep that in mind. So we're going to finish up this week by talking about steps three and four of our financial planning process. If you came into the offices and met with us or if you were doing the planning process online or via a a webinar type of thing or doing it uh, just over the phone, we can do all of that. You don't actually have to come into the offices, though we do like to meet you and, and sit down with you. So it's a four-meeting process. We're going to talk about meetings three and four today, but we did talk about meetings one and two last week, and we thought, Doug, when we were going into this, this was we would be able to get through all four meetings in one half-hour show, and we only got halfway through it because yeah. we were, I don't know if we were talking too much in detail or if there's just that much to really get across, but um, we're going to start with three and four this week. But, Doug, tell them where they can go. Yeah. You know, I think I think Bryce, the reason why it took so long is we do put a lot of work and effort into planning for our clients. And folks, don't let that scare you. It is a lot of work. It's a lot but of work on our end. Yeah, and it, but it's important if you're going to have a solid retirement plan. And um, if you missed last week's show, uh, you can go on our website at uh, www.thewealthguardians.com. Go to the media tab and look for podcast and then you'll see the podcast with the date on it so it should be i think august 22nd 22nd yeah, yeah. so do that and uh, like the, like bryce was saying the uh, first meeting is get to know you meeting second meeting that's when we're uh, kind of opening your eyes up a little bit we've done a social security report for you a risk report a risk report a risk tolerance profile 
a fund report, mm-hmm. and a fee report. So all of that, basically the second meeting is just uh, getting an overview of what your current situation is. And so that's the first meeting and the second meeting. First meeting generally takes around an hour and a half. Second meeting generally takes somewhere around an hour. That tends to be the shortest. And now we're going to start going into details of what our third meeting. Third meeting is when we really roll up the shirt sleeves and go to work. Yes, I I would agree with that. What we're doing here since we, in the second meeting, we analyzed your current portfolio, we were able to determine whether or not that portfolio of yours and everything that you've put together for retirement is in sync with your risk tolerance and where you need to be at this stage of the game. As, as Doug is uh, want to say, what got you to retirement is not necessarily what's going to get you through retirement. What that means is that if you've done a great job saving for yourself through retirement, maybe the last 30 or 40 years or more, the strategies and the techniques that you've used, and hopefully they've been successful for you, that's great. You need to change those strategies as you're approaching retirement. You cannot use the same strategy. Imagine a football game where you're 20 points ahead, and in the last two or three minutes of the game, the coach is going to employ a different strategy on how to run out the clock and not turn the ball back over to uh, the other team. You want to keep them on defense. So you're just trying to run out the clock. You're not trying to score more points. And that's that's kind of a, a metaphor, if you will, for how we go into retirement, how you need to start changing your portfolio to better suit your shorter time horizon and your wealth distribution phase of life that you're entering into from the wealth accumulation phase of life. So in the third meeting now, what we are doing is using a software that is called Retirement Analyzer Software. And we have plugged in all of the data that we have collected from you in the first meeting and perhaps some in the second meeting as well. And this is include your Social Security optimized filing strategy, your um, estimated retirement date, how much you'll be making in the meantime, what type of cost of living adjustments will you be uh, getting on a yearly basis from your employer. So if you've got five more years and you're making $5,000 a month, is it going to stay $5,000 a month or each year can you expect that to grow a little bit? We take a look at what pensions you might have, and are they going to be better to take the uh, lump sum options or the income options on those? Maybe a little bit of both. Sometimes you can do both with those. Are those pensions going to have uh, cost of living adjustments on them? If it's a private pension, most likely not. What kind of spousal benefits do you have, options do you have for those um, uh, pensions? So we take a look at all the income that you have potentially over the until your retirement. Maybe you've already retired, so that makes it a little bit easier. And we do the same thing with your spouse if you're married. Maybe they're going to work five years longer than you. Uh, maybe they are already retired themselves, but you're not. Then we take a look at your expenses and which expenses are going to be kind of permanent throughout your retirement. You know, your your uh, cell phone, your cable bill, your insurance, your car insurance, and then which types of bills are going to be temporary. Maybe you've got only five years left on a mortgage. Maybe you've got a couple years left on a uh, on a student loan or a car loan, and those are going to be dropping off. We want to help you figure out what are your expenses long-term going to be in retirement. Uh, Do you plan on going on vacation once a year, twice a year, never at all? Do you have a large family that you're going to want to be giving Christmas gifts to, etc.? And we take a look at um, where your assets are currently lined up. Uh, How much of them are at-risk assets? How many of them are low-risk assets? How many of them are emergency funds or FDIC assets? 
Uh, do you have additional assets out there like a second home or a business? Is there going to be income coming from that business or maybe rental income coming from some rental properties that you have, passive income? Are you going to be selling that business at any point down the road? If so, what do you expect to get for it? Will you be getting residual income from that business as a as an advisor or a passive manager after you sell the business? Do you have will one of your uh, uh, rental homes be sold at some point in the future? If so, uh, how is it currently structured? There's a lot of things that we go into on expenses and assets that are really detailed that helps us figure out if you didn't make any changes to your portfolio, when are those monies going to run out? Doug, I don't want to hog the microphone here. What can no, you you're, to you're, it? you're doing a great job. I, you know, it, it, that third meeting is a detailed meeting, but it's well worth it because, you know, like Bryce was saying, once we get all that data plugged in there, then we can play lots of different what if scenarios. And that's the part I really like. Uh, not only do we do a lot of what-if scenarios, like, for example, can I retire now or do I have to work another five years, but we also stress test your, your, your current portfolio, meaning how would your retirement behave if the day you retired, we started another decade like 2000 to 2009. And if you remember, we had two major market crashes during that decade. Would you survive some type of a, a financial crisis like that. So it's a very, very detailed, interesting, well-thought-out, well-planned meeting, I think. Yeah, and we have to look at that. We've, we've gotten some kickback from time to time from somebody who's sitting down with us. Well, why are you using those worst years? to? Are you trying to scare me into making changes to my portfolio? Those 2000 to 2009 was about the worst time period that we've ever had. Why are you using those years? Which is a, a valid question. But we're fiduciaries. Our obligation is to make sure that we are stress testing your portfolio in case another 2000 to 2009 happened again. We don't want to tell you, hey, through 2009 to 2019, if that's all that happens to you in retirement, you're going to be in great shape. That's not the way it works because that's not what's generally going to happen to you in retirement. If a bear market happens every seven years on average, you're probably going to go through two, three, four, maybe more bear markets during your retirement. We've got to be help you prepare for that. So that's our second meeting. Well, and we're not even done talking about the second meeting yet. So we'll go back well, into the third the, meeting. The third, I'm sorry, the third meeting. So we'll go back into the third meeting here after our break here. But um, folks, if you've got a pen on you and what we're talking about here sounds interesting to you, here's our phone number: three three six three nine one three four zero nine. That's three three six three nine one three four zero nine. Give us a call. We can set up a time to meet with you either in person or uh, through some other means and start this meeting process with you. There's no cost. There's no obligation to it. Now, before we head out to break, and then we'll come back and talk more about meeting three and then meeting four, we got our uh, weekly trivia question here for you. And Doug, you don't know what this trivia question is, but uh, we're going to take a little departure here this time. This week, specifically on August 25th, 2012, the U.S. spacecraft Voyager 1 became the first man-made object to do this. What is it? What did Voyager 1 in August 25th, 2012, become the first man-made object to do? Folks, stick around. We will come back to you with the answer uh, after the break, as well as going into meetings 3 and 4. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Thank you for sticking around through the break. My name is Bryce Payne from the Wealth Guardians, and uh, also here in the studio with me is Doug Ray, the founder of the Wealth Guardians. 
And folks, uh, we are financial planners specializing in retirement planning. And if you're out there five to seven years from retirement and you think that you need to sit down with a professional and have a no cost, no obligation uh, conversation about how you've saved for retirement and what retirement looks like going forward for you and what should your portfolio look like, well, then you're listening to the right place because I've got a phone number for you to call. It's 336-391-3409. Again, that's 336-391-3409. We'd love to meet with you and sit down with you either uh, virtually or here right here in the office and start having that planning conversation and see what uh, uh, services and advice we can recommend for you. Now, before we went to the break, we were talking about our planning process. So last week, uh, we got through meetings one and two. It's generally a four-meeting process. And then the first segment today, we got through meeting three. So we're going to talk a little bit more about meeting three here, and then we'll go briefly into meeting four. If you want to catch back up on uh, talking about meetings one and two, that was our last week's uh, show. And you can find that on our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. Dot com. Just go to the media events tab and then look under podcasts and that should be the one dated August 22nd, 2020. Okay, folks. Uh, so Doug, going back now about meeting number three, as we were talking about, we're using the retirement analyzer software. Well, don't we have a trivia question to answer? Oh, did I forget the trivia question? Yes, you did. I guess when you get the answer right during the break, <laughs> I'm not as interested in, in pulling out the answer. So the question was, this week, August 25th, 2012, U.S. spacecraft Voyager 1 became the first man-made object to do what? And Doug, I heard you kind of muttering under your breath as we went to break there, and it sounded like you might have, for once, had the right, <laughs> answer. The right answer. What did you say? It flew out of the solar system. That's correct. Actually, uh, Voyager 1 on, uh, fe- on August 25th, 2012, was the first man-made object to enter interstellar space. What is interstellar space? That is to go past the orbital influence of a star, in this case, our sun. That is also called the heliosphere. So it was the first man-made object to enter the heliosphere. Here's an interesting fact. In 1990, Voyager 1 was so far past, what is it, Neptune, that it was able to take, was it, what's, what's the furthest out? Uh, well, it was Pluto. I Pluto, think. okay. So it was so far past Pluto that it was able to take the first overall picture of our solar system. It took 22 more years for it to enter the heliosphere from when it was far enough to take a picture of the entire... Anyway, 22 more years, and it's not going at a putt-putt speed. It's it's picking up pretty good out there. Well, warp speed hasn't been invented yet. Not yet. Hey, I got one more trivia question for you. I just thought of this. Let's do it. Okay. Next month marks a milestone for this radio program. We start our 14th season. Next month. Next month. All right, we got to uh, we got to talk about that or do some kind of uh, <laughs> some, some radio, kind of celebration, radio cake or something. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's get into let's finish up uh, meeting number three. So meeting number three. This is where, in case you are just now joining us, meeting three is where we're talking about your current portfolio and how retirement plays out for you year after year based on how much you're spending, what kind of social security income you have, what kind of pensions you have, what kind of assets you have, are they uh, pre-tax assets, are they after-tax assets, uh, Roth assets, all of those different assets. Uh, it knows what tax, what the tax laws are, etc. So it has a very accurate way of saying, hey, 
year after year, you're going to be spending this amount of money. We're going to assume that you get a certain average annual rate of return, a conservative rate, by the way. And uh, it shows you whether or not you run out of money at 70, if you run out of money at 100, or you don't run out of money at all, and maybe you've got a lot left over at 100, or maybe Mm -hmm. you know, I don't care about age 100, I only care about age 85, because I've talked to my doctor, etc. So we show you what life looks like in retirement if you didn't make any changes to your portfolio. That's step one. Then step two is Doug and I present what recommendations we have to improve your scenario. We, we wouldn't make recommendations if we can't improve it. And Doug, I've been here now uh, with the firm for two and a half years. I only recall one time where we sat down with a client and he had put together, him and his advisor put together such a sound, solid portfolio that we couldn't make any changes to it. We couldn't lower the fees. We couldn't lower the risk that he was taking. We couldn't gain the potential returns, reasonably speaking. Uh, he was really is is well aligned um yeah we're not going to recommend a change just for right. change sake i mean if we can't materially improve your position you know we'll just uh, shake your hand and say hey you're doing great you're doing great and how much did that cost him to come in here for us to tell him that zip zero nada nothing it was a no cost no obligation review and uh, he was very pleased and i'm sure he went back to his advisor and say hey Uh, You know, I got a second opinion, and those guys said, you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. So we will not, as Doug says, we will not make recommendations just for the sake of making recommendations. However, that's pretty rare. Most of the time, we will be able to lower your risk, lower your volatility, lower your fees, and improve what retirement is going to look like for you all at the same time. So now we're taking a look through this retirement analyzer with our recommendations, which is going to mean that you're going to have generally, you're going to be better off to meet your uh, expense needs in retirement, or you're going to be able to have more money left over at the end of life, or you're going to be able to leave more to your whatever your legacy goals are. Maybe that's uh, leaving money to a charity, your church, your favorite nonprofit, or your sons, your daughters, your grandkids, uh, your siblings, your spouse, whatever it is that are are your uh, legacy goals, we can help you improve those as well. And then after we show you how, our, how much better our, our recommendations can have you, then we will go into details about our recommendations. And they're different for everybody. I mean, we, we are retirement specialists, so almost everybody that we talk to is kind of in that same phase of life, Doug, where they are approaching retirement or have just entered retirement. So there are some general rules to follow about putting together a retirement plan. What are our objectives and goals when we put together a retirement plan for What's our, what's our four main objectives? Well, the first thing we want to do is control downside volatility. We want to keep your losses to within uh, somewhere around 10% in a 2008 downturn. That's when the market itself dropped 50%. We're right. going to try to curb your losses to 10 Additionally, we want to see if we can save you some fees. I love to say our goal is to cut your fees in half or better. And most of the time, we're fairly successful at that. At the same time, we realize we got to give you a reasonable rate of return. Now, what is a reasonable rate of return? That is a return. It's not, you know, pie in the sky. It's a return that's going to offset inflation over time. Reasonable expectations. We're not going to subject you to the risks that it's going to take to get these uh, double-digit returns, although you will get double-digit returns in some years. It's going to be a reasonable expectation. 
That's that's exactly right. And then we also want to help you quell volatility. Now, it sounds like risk, but they're they're slightly different. But, Doug, I say this to our clients when they come in and, and sit down with us in meeting three. Why do we want to quell volatility? A lot of you might be thinking, hey, I've been contributing to my 401k or my IRA for 30, 40 years, and there's been a lot of points of volatility, and that's been a good thing for me. Well, let's talk about that just for a moment. You're right. If you've been saving for retirement, you've been dollar cost averaging into your 401k every paycheck, a hundred, a couple hundred dollars, and the market goes down significantly like it did in February and March, you've probably figured out at this point, hey, that's a good thing because now I'm just buying more shares with that $200 that I'm putting into my 401k. I like that. That means that when the market turns around, comes back up, I've got more shares going back up with it. You're exactly right. The thing is, and this goes back to what got you to retirement won't get you through retirement. Volatility is your friend while you're saving for retirement. But once you see the light at the end of the tunnel, once we're starting to figure out, hey, I'm only going to work for another two years or so, volatility is now your enemy. And here's why. I've said this many times before, so forgive me if you're hearing it again. Let's say that you've put together, I'm just going to use round numbers here, a million dollars into your retirement portfolio. And you figured out that, hey, I can take 5% out of that a year without significantly touching my principal year after year. That's $50,000. Combine that with my Social Security and or my pensions, and we can live the life that we anticipate living and be happy in retirement, and we won't generally run out of, out of funds. And then right before you're ready to turn in that resignation letter, what happens? The market drops 50% like it did in 2008. Now your million-dollar portfolio is only $500,000. So one of four things has to happen in that scenario. You either have to work for another four and a half or five years until the market catches back up and your portfolio catches back up. That's not a good thing. You have to uh, curb your, uh, you have to cut down your withdrawals to 5%, which is now $25,000 as opposed to $50,000. Well, that significantly changes on a yearly basis what your retirement looks like. You got to change uh, some retirement goals and objectives. And then uh, the other third, the third thing that could happen is that you keep taking out that 5%, which is now 10%. You take out the $50,000 still, which is 10%. Well, you're going to run out of money at some point. Your, your money is going to uh, run out before you do. And then the fourth thing that could happen in that scenario is that you just have to plan on being called home at a certain point or call on your kids to take care of you because you're going to run out of money. We don't want that to happen to you or anybody else. And then we go into the fourth appointment. Uh, well, we play some what ifs in the third appointment. Talk to us about the what ifs. So yeah, we could uh, do these what ifs. And, and what I like about this is this is where people really... Uh, open their eyes a little bit. We had a case recently where she thought she had to work another 10 years. This is great. This and is great. and then going through the what if scenario, she found out literally she could retire right away if she wanted to. And the funny thing about this was he was retiring now. He wanted to do this planning process. He had to drag her mm-hmm. by this. She didn't even want to have this conversation because she had just assumed she had to work 10 more years and talking about retirement was not going to be worth her time. But what did she find out? Well, she found out she could retire, and uh, that was a very enlightening situation. Then we had a situation several weeks ago where this lady thought, too, she had to work a little bit longer. But uh, during the third meeting process, found out, no, she could retire right away. 
but she still thought she was going to work. Well, she came back for a follow-on appointment two weeks later and told us she had gone ahead and written her resignation letter. She wanted to become a client, which she is. She's now she, Both of them are now clients, and she had turned in her resignation letter a week after talking to us. So, folks, if you think that you have to work so many more years, you just assume that you do, and you're, you're looking forward to retirement, but you assume it's three, four, five more years down the road, if we could tell you or an advisor could tell you, hey, you've already saved enough based on your expense needs, you don't have to keep working. You could start retirement now. Wouldn't you want to know that? I would wager, Doug, that there's not anybody out there that says, no, I wouldn't want to know that, if you, if, unless you really enjoy your job. So, folks, pick up the phone if you want to know whether or not you can enter retirement now or what retirement looks like for you going down the road. We are the ones who have enough uh, expertise and experience to be able to tell you what the answers to that question is. 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We sure do look forward to seeing you here in the studios, and we look forward to catching you here again next week at the same time, same place. Doug, I'm sorry you won't be able to get out there and uh, go to the mountains this weekend. I hope you have some fun anyway. Oh, there's always yard work to do. Oh, hey, nice. (laughs) You didn't invite me. Folks, take care. We'll see you next week.